Hi everybody, Larry Quicksaw here for another episode of Restoring the Farmstead podcast. It is Saturday the 7th of February and I have been spending the afternoon up here at the farm uh, working on a project. But before I get into that, I, I have uh, three, three co-hosts here sitting by me. Uh, that would be the three cats, Frank, Thelma, and Louise. And uh, we are, we're recording here in the machine shed today. Uh, I've been out here working on uh, a new phase of the, the restoring of the farmstead, which is coming next month. Uh, if everything works out fine, we are going to be having four baby goats show up here at the farm. So we're kind of tickled and excited about that. Uh, there is a lady over in Altamont that uh, we need to touch base with uh, tomorrow just to make sure everything is still on track. But we're going to be having four little ones coming sometime. So that means we've got a lot of work to get done on top of all the other things whenever you're a dad and a grandpa. Uh, so... Uh, Tomorrow afternoon, for example, we've got a birthday party for our grandson, Seth. So that kind of makes a, a change in the possibility of working on things in the, um, in the afternoon. So may have to just come up a couple of evenings this week to finish uh, the goat shed. That has been the project that uh, myself and the cats have been working on today. Um, I wasn't sure exactly how I wanted to do it. There were a variety of different ideas that I found, uh, both over on Google, looking at their images. And it's amazing how many goat sheds and goat activities are on Pinterest. And that's where my wife is much more affluent than I am. So she's been checking out different ones. And so we, uh, uh, I looked at several different styles and was thinking about an A-frame, also was thinking about a hoop house, which if it worked would be a very inexpensive one. But I thought, well, let's make something a little bit sturdier, uh, one that will um, be able to uh, be used not just for whenever the uh, the goats are little to give them you know good protection here during the month of March, but also that they would be able to continue using it. What I have, and you'll you can go to uh, the uh, Facebook page of Restoring the the farmstead, uh, and you can find that. There will be pictures of what I've got so far. What I'm doing is uh, basically it's the size of a sheet of plywood. And I have it on two skids, two 4x4 pressure-treated skids. I also have some uh, pressure-treated boards underneath to give support to the plywood. I probably made a mistake. I did not use pressure-treated plywood on the bottom. So I'm going to want to... Uh, uh, razor, because I'm not going to be able to flip this thing now, but uh, whenever I paint it, uh, I'm going to need to probably put some paint on the bottom to give that piece of plywood some extra support. Uh, but it has, um, uh, basically, if you can just envision, it's a sheet of plywood on the bottom, then there's a sheet of plywood for each side. So this is going to be uh, four by eight by four foot high, with just a slight slope, just a six inch slope going down on the back. Uh, I think that'll be adequate for for rain and we really don't have that heavy of snowfall and if we did uh, we would be up here and could easily 
take a broom and pull any excess snow off. But what I've got so far is I've got the, uh, the, the bottom done, the two long sides are done, uh, I still have the back to do, and trying to think of exactly how I want to work it with the, uh, with the boards, because I am definitely not following a plan. It's kind of make it up as you go. But so far, I'm kind of pleased with it. Um, the cats are actually, uh, two of the cats are up there on the, uh, um, the shed walking delicately as they do. They are a hoot up here. I am glad we've got cats again. You know, if I can just bounce over to the side, we used to have cats. When I was a kid, there were always cats, um, in the barn. They were good for keeping down the mice. And grandpa and grandma, they would have cats out there for that same reason years before. And whenever they were milking, they had a small dairy here. Uh, whenever they would milk, they would, you know, always give some of the milk to the cats or just squirt it in their face while they were milking by hand and, and the cats would lick it off. And uh, then there weren't any cats for a while, but then mom and dad brought cats up here. I believe it was in 88. Uh, there was a litter. I'm trying to think where they even got those from. Uh, the last surviving cat from that litter was Yeller, or we called him Old Yeller. Um, and he wound up, uh, when he finally died, he was 19 years old, which is pretty darn old for a farm cat. Uh, had a lot of arthritis, walked kind of rough. Uh, whenever he meowed, it sounded like he had been a chain-smoking cat. Um, and then there was another batch of cats that, that came around probably around, uh, 2002, 2003. And I think it was 2002 and they came up here and, uh, and then they just, the last ones passed away a, a few years ago. So it's, it's good to have cats again. Uh, so I do like that, but back to the goats, uh, Hopefully this week I'll have the shed done, and then whenever we have a nice day, get it painted uh, real good, a couple of coats of paint. And then uh, we're going to be setting up a small pen for the goats while they're still babies. It's just going to be about 25 foot square. Um, and we'll, uh, we'll get that set up out here near where we have our garden in the asparagus patch. Uh, that's one of the nice things up here, and I'll be showing pictures and maybe even video whenever the asparagus uh, starts growing in uh, late April and early May, depending on the temperature. Uh, my grandma, she had a little spot that was probably a three-foot-across circle where she had had some asparagus. And whenever she would cook it, she would cream it with, uh, with milk and flour and then have the asparagus because... Otherwise, there just wasn't enough asparagus, you know, for for feeding, you know, even at a meal whenever she would pick it. And now the asparagus patch is about eight foot wide and 30 foot long. And we can't keep up with it, you know, living in town and not coming up here that often. Uh, and a lot of times whenever it's, you know, in the, the heat of the spring, uh, you've got to pick it in the morning and then you've got to pick it in the evening again because uh, it'll grow six to 12 inches in a day. I mean, if you've never been around asparagus, it's one of the craziest things uh, on how fast it grows. But I tell you, the, the best way to eat it, uh, I won't even eat it if it's, if it's canned. 
Uh, that is the most horrible tasting stuff when it's canned. But the best way of eating is just pick it right there in the garden, just snap it off and just eat it. And it is just bursting with water. It is just so absolutely delicious. We did have quite a bit, a couple of, oh gosh, it's probably been three, four years ago. And we dried it in the dehydrator and that worked exceptionally well. Uh, you reconstitute it and then microwave it to heat it up. And it was pretty good. So um, anyway, I'm bouncing around on several different topics, but we're going to have the goats uh, pretty close to the asparagus patch for them starting off. And as soon as we get them then, and we have that pen set up, then it's time to start working on the larger, larger part. Uh, that's going to be a good bit of a financial investment. This project here is going to run about $160 for this shed. Um, uh, our neighbor, Matt, he is uh, going to be giving me some leftover uh, tin roofing that uh, he had from uh, a, bar a barn project or a extending his machine shed. So I'm really thankful for that. So I'll have that to use. Uh, but the, uh, um, no, the fencing, that'll be, a, again, the, for the big one, that'll be quite a, a good size project. So, but it'll be time to, to get it going soon enough. Uh, looking over here at the tractors, uh, the propane tractor is not seeming to be releasing any propane down the uh, fuel line into the uh, the cylinders. Usually when you turn on the valves and you release it, you can hear it moving through there. And we're not hearing anything. So Matt came over and took a look at it. and His, his suspicion is possibly the regulator... Uh, it has a, a diaphragm in it, apparently. I don't know anything about them. This is another learning project. Uh, but it's um, it's probably the original one for this tractor, which is, I believe, in 1968. So uh, it very well needs to be uh, uh, rebuilt. So that'll be another project. Uh, when you have a farmstead, you have some hard lessons learned. And when you've got an old farmstead with old equipment, you've got a lot of breakdowns. So that'll be one thing. I've got to get it going So, because um, uh, that's, that's my, my favorite work tractor up here. And uh, as soon as we are dry enough to actually get in and break some sod, I need to break sod for uh, the larger garden, the truck patch garden that I want to get going. So lots of fun things, lots of, lots of dreams and ideas of what to do up here as we restore the farmstead. Uh, one of the things I'm just really thankful for is, is all the stories that I remember Grandpa and Grandma telling me as well as what Dad has told me regarding uh, what the farmstead was like. Uh, I remember as a kid I had a little mini bike which is torn apart and sitting over <laughs> on one side of the machine shed waiting for somebody to... Uh, to get it running again. But I remember going through the pasture and it had all these humps in it. And uh, it was like, why do we have all these humps? And Grandpa told me that that's where the orchard was. And it was a, a good size orchard and that was all pasture during uh, the time when I was growing up. Uh, but those humps are where all the apple trees had been and the, the roots had you know, raised up the soil. Then whenever they got rid of the pasture and put it into field production, of course, all those got leveled off. So I would like to have a, 
apple orchard up here again and uh, and see what we could do. I've got an apple uh, apple chopper and an apple press for making cider. I was hoping on doing it this this past fall, but other things came up and I didn't get it the rust cleaned off of it. It's an antique one and it needs to be making apple cider again. But I think I'm done with uh, what I want to do up here today uh, for the most part. I do need to um, get some more water for the cats. They are out and replug in their their little heater. They've been using it quite a bit and I think they'll probably like to have a little bit of canned food before I take off. So I think I will close up the, the podcast for today and uh, thanks for listening to it and uh, if, you, uh, if you like it be sure and go out to iTunes and Give it a five-star rating if you, uh, if you think it's worthy of that. And uh, we will catch you later. All right? Take care and God bless.